Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus is here every Wednesday to get you over the hump with your NFL bets. This is long Wednesday. This is the biggest long teaser we've year. <laughs> On BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. And welcome back into BetQL Daily. Chris Mack in for Ed Egros alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. And our friend Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. Brad, happy Wednesday to you. Has the Christmas music started in your world yet? Because I'm already being beaten over the head with Mariah Carey. Yeah, I expect uh, my wife gets home tonight. We're past Halloween. I think we're officially in, yeah. uh, in that territory in this household as well. <laughs> Man, Man. I, it's, it's too early. It's too early. You got to get me to Black Friday before we start talking about uh, before we start talking about Christmas music. Uh, Black Friday, big for sales. There were some sales definitely in the NFL yesterday. Chase Young to the Niners for a third round pick. Brad, what what what, what is Washington doing? Yeah, so the thing there, I can tell you, a couple teams were scared away by his knee. I know he's playing now. I know he's been playing a full snap count. But, I mean, missed 22 games over two seasons for a reason. Didn't even play week one this year because he was still kind of working his way back from that knee injury. I've seen the reports about, like, effort stuff and, and, and you know, making splash plays and ignoring his assignments. I care a little bit less about that, although there is some plays on tape where he loses contain on the edge because he wants to, you know, get a tackle for loss and gives up a 20-yard rush. But I think it's more the health concern because, yeah, he's a phenomenal player, top 15 for us in pass rush win rate, uh, and goes to a contender for a, a late, late third. Um, you know, obviously the alarm bells go off there, but I think the health is, is a question. Man, Ryan Poles hates second-round draft picks so much. And <laughs> it is difficult. I know the situations are very different. I get it. It is difficult to men in black it and completely remove the thought process of what we just saw with Chase Claypool, who's no longer a bear, because you end up making essentially the same trade. So what happens with Montez Sweat moving forward? Is he tagged by the Bears? Do they work out an extension? In a situation like this, are there conversations behind the scenes being like, look, we want to get you. We got all this money. But now he can kind of hold the Bears and say, look, I'm going to demand this much more. Do the Bears even have a chance at a Montez Sweat? I, I think 
that's kind of part of uh, Rempel's thinking. I've just been against it because I don't think they're going to be in a spot to win in the next couple of years, meaning Montez Sweat's 20s. What say you on the whole Sweat to the Bears deal? Yeah, there are so many different angles here. So first, you mention, you know, in a vacuum, a second round pick. The Claypool trade, I think, is an issue because it's a guy that had missed time here and there, was not as consistently productive, not nearly as proven as a Montez Sweat. Yeah, he was younger, and in theory, you had a year and a half as opposed to half a season, all those things. But he also, like, we knew he was a problem causer in, in Pittsburgh. Chris probably there just chuckling to himself as we talk about this. Uh, <laughs> it, like, it was, it was a dumb trade. The minute it happened, I was like, this is an awful trade. I don't mind yeah. the sweat trade. However, we, the, the one you can compare it to really is Bradley Chubb at last year's deadline for a first, a fifth. I think Chase Edmonds was involved in that trade. I actually think Sweat's a better player than Bradley Chubb. However, a five-year, $110 million extension was a part of that trade. You have Montez Sweat, who wanted to go to Atlanta, who had a deal, at least a framework of a deal in place with the Atlanta Falcons if he did go there. And you bring him into Chicago – uh, so that, that's in ESPN, but I can independently confirm that is the case. Um, and, and so now he's in Chicago and does not have a contract. So that's like you said, he has all the leverage in the world. You could franchise tag him, but you don't trade Jalen Johnson. So if you do franchise tag Montez Sweat, now you lose Jalen Johnson. Mm. And the, the best you're going to get is a comp pick, which you're probably going to cancel out in free agency anyway. So long answer short, I don't mind in a vacuum the pick that was traded for the player. But all the externalities lean towards this was not the, the sharpest move in the world. Oh, Aaron, you're, you're muted. You're muted, Aaron. Oh. <laughs> Sorry me. about that. That is my fault. No. I apologize. I'm here in Washington, and I want to get your thoughts on the Chase Young trade. I mean – a lot of fans are like, a third-round pick! But it just hasn't worked out. Do you think Chase Young could make the commanders regret this decision? Or do you think that, you know, Josh Harris and his group are making some good decisions and putting their stamp on this organization? And maybe they have an excellent offseason and turn things around here. I think you need to be encouraged if you're a commanders fan simply in the organization doing things differently. And it doesn't have to be a full-scale trust the process like Harris did with the 76ers. But this organization historically never gets value out of their assets. We're talking about franchise tagging Brandon Sheriff twice and then just letting him walk. He was he, At a time, he was the highest paid guard in NFL history and had never signed a veteran contract. Like Some of the things they did made absolutely zero sense. So if you are going to come in and say, we're paying $40 million a year already on the defensive line before paying either of these edge rushers, we're going to get as many. We have five top 100 picks now. Like I said, I, I don't think Chase Young's knee uh, is looking very strong. So I think that was the thinking there. I think Montez Sweat, they probably just, you know, we're not quite there on an extension. I get being concerned. They are both good players. There's no question about that. They've been productive for a long time. But Harris is probably saying, I might need a new quarterback. I want to focus on the offensive line and bolstering that unit because he knows offense wins the NFL in 2023. Um, and, and that's why you hire an analytics as SVP last week and do all these things. If I'm a Commanders fan, I'm ecstatic. I get why some aren't, but I'd be pumped. Mm-hmm. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, with us here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. You're listening inside your Odyssey app, wherever you go, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today. And watching us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, or the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel. Brad, Josh Dobbs to the Vikings. He's literally a rocket scientist. We hear that all the time. Is he enough, though, 
especially with Justin Jefferson back in three or four weeks. We don't know how much longer that, you know, if they wait till after the bye, although you've got people saying he'll be back sooner rather than later. I saw Rappaport say that yesterday. Um, With Jefferson on the way back, is Dobbs, Jefferson, Addison, but no running game uh, enough for the Vikings? They're, They're in the seventh spot right now. Is it enough for the Vikings to be an ugly playoff team again? I actually think it is. Yeah, I really do. I mean, look, Kirk Cousins has been playing some great football. He's a top five grade for us. His game against the Niners on Monday night was one of the best games he's ever played. Um, you know, getting the ball out quickly, like you said, working around different playmakers. Hasn't had Justin Jefferson been 2-0 and in those games without him. So, look, obviously you're gonna you're having a downgrade there, but it, you, it was unviable, non-viable to start Jaron Hall. His second dropback was a nine-yard strip sack, lost fumble in his own, on his own five-yard line. Like, you just you can't do that. So, I think it, it also just kind of shows the organization, shows a guy like a Justin Jefferson who wants a contract. Hey, we're not going to just punt on this season and give up. But also, yes, I, I think the Lions are going to win the division now. But the NFC is horrible. Like, you're, you're competing in the wild card for, like, the Desmond Ritter Atlanta Falcons or, like, the Baker Mayfield Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, you, you, Minnesota probably should still be a wild card team. You know, why not, why not give it a shot? And, and I love the Josh Dobbs story. It's every chapter gets better than the last. Uh, Brad, related to the the Josh McDaniels uh, story that that happened overnight, uh, all sorts of uh, rumors about how that went down. You got Rivera with Washington. We've been talking about them. He's probably going to be gone. Eberflus is probably going to be gone from the Bears. Staley, probably after the season, going to be gone. The list, it's going to be another one of those years. Six, seven guys are looking for jobs. Everything's swirling in Michigan. Is it now the time that Jim Harbaugh comes back to the NFL? That's what Raider fans are talking about this morning. I think it's pretty pretty likely. Um, I think even before the whole scandal went down in Michigan, uh, I, I just know he wants to be in the NFL. He believes he is a good enough coach that he should be coaching at the highest level, and he's right. He does deserve that opportunity. So provided things don't get like so out of hand and so ugly that he has – you know, like legal issues going on, which I don't think we'll get there. Um, it's a hilarious scandal. It's a bizarre scandal, but I don't think it's that bad. Um, I think the Chargers are actually one to watch here as well uh, in the same division as the Raiders. So Raiders fans probably don't like hearing that. But if I'm him, yeah, I'm going to go work with Justin Herbert and figure things out in, in L.A. That would be my top choice. Um, and that organization, I think, would also be open to which for better or for worse, let him also basically run the whole show, be in charge of personnel, replace Tom Telesco with one of his guys. I mean, Telesco has made like five good picks in the last five years. So there's, you're not losing anything there. Um, yeah. I, I, I think Harbaugh very well could be an NFL head coach next year. Yeah. I mean, Pete Carroll dipped out and went to the NFL. just in time, so maybe <laughs> Right. Harbaugh, the timing is great. History repeats itself. Uh, so what is your assessment of what the uh, Raiders do from here? I mean, uh, Albert Breer also reporting that Mick Lombardi uh, was fired as well. Now you've got Antonio Pierce. Uh, the Raiders, uh, this number's down to minus one and a half favorites hosting the Giants. Is this a spot where you get, you know, uh, fired the head coach boost? 
At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Interesting, because it sounds like Aiden O'Connell is going to start. So if it was Jimmy Garoppolo, as atrocious as he was, obviously, on Monday night, I probably would have been backing the Raiders in this spot. It was at two, maybe two and a half before he went out. Um, and we also still don't really know what the deal is with Daniel Jones. So it's probably an avoid for me. This Raiders thing is pretty funny, though. It's like Antonio Pierce is the interim, and he basically got Arizona State like a bowl ban. <laughs> like he was he was leading that situation with the like like two years ago. Uh, it just shows how much of a mess this organization is. But um, I am happy for Champ Kelly, though, former Chicago Bears, um, you know, high-ranking personnel guy, has fans across the entire NFL, a great pro scout, um, you know, who's done a lot of great work in, in both preparing for opposing matchups. He's a former coach, former player, um, but but also, you know, of course, in the actual scouting realm. I think he deserves an opportunity like this, and maybe we, we see what he can do with it. Brad, uh, the Steelers are in a bad way in their secondary as Will Levis brings his four-touchdown debut to town tomorrow night uh, to the point where they were talking about being in on Jalen Johnson. Sounds like they were in on those talks, but Omar Khan wasn't able to absolutely hoodwink Ryan Poles again, so he said, no, I'm out. Um, So Kenny Pickett's going to play, it sounds like, but who knows what kind of level he's going to play at given those ribs are going to be an issue. Um, that thing has dropped from three and a half. It opened down to two and a half now. Uh, short week for both teams, 
but Levis looked really good on Sunday. The Steelers' offense continued to look like the Steelers' offense. It's interesting. So, so first, yeah, they were in on Jalen Johnson down to the the very end. They were one of the last couple teams in the mix, and I do wonder if you know the Chase Claypool trade and not wanting to make a deal with that organization in particular uh, maybe played a role. But you know, maybe it didn't. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's interesting. Like without Mika Fitzpatrick, this might be the worst secondary in the NFL. But now with Cam Hayward potentially playing, it also might be the best defensive line in the entire NFL as well. Um, I love the depth and all the pieces, Keanu Benton and Monty Adams and all the guys that have been contributing. Nick Herbig, a rookie as well the Tennessee Titans offensive line is a train wreck and Will Levis was very good in that game no question but I actually do like the Steelers here under the number as bad as the offense was yet again I actually think we saw the best Matt Canada game of the season and I know that that bar is about as low as a bar can possibly be um, but I yeah but I feel that way nonetheless um, I think he did call a good game. There was some good play design. They were getting guys free releases and getting them open um, and things of that nature. So I, I actually like the Steelers here under the number. As, le- as great as Levis was, uh, I think that price now is, is a little bit too high on a guy making his second start against an, an, an elite defensive line. So, yeah, I like Pittsburgh here. Brad, an incredible slate. Three that really stand out. Sunday morning, Miami KC. Dallas, Philly, and then Sunday night, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Do you have a strong opinion on any of the three? A couple, actually. So, so the first one I think is interesting is the look-ahead line in this Miami-Kansas City game was the Chiefs minus five and a half. And, and I know Kansas City has looked questionable at times on offense, but they're fourth in converting drives into touchdowns. They're top five in yards per play, yards per drive, like everything. Because we just were so, you know, like obsessed with them uh, being first and everything that we think they're bad when they're fifth or sixth. So – and then uh, their defense, I think, is a legit top five unit in the NFL. And I, so anyway, I like Kansas City minus two and a half. I think that is an overcorrection to go through three from a preseason look ahead line. Because Miami, of course, they look good, but, you know, they play good teams. They get trounced twice so far this season. So I like them. And then I, I do like the matchup for the Philadelphia Eagles here over the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, to me, wins games when they have a trench advantage. Uh, and they and they have it on both sides of the ball almost every week. But the week they don't have it is when they play the Philadelphia Eagles, um, who have mm-hmm. just as good of an offensive line and defensive line as they do. Um, I like Philly here at a field goal as well. I think it would be a good game. Um, but I think Philadelphia is just – you know, like Dallas won't be able to take advantage of a great pass rush. They won't be able to sit back and give clean pockets to Dak Prescott all the time. And I think it'll lean towards the Eagles. All right, we have about a minute left. Any other plays that you really like on the board that we did not discuss yet? Yeah, I like the Colts on the road, minus two and a half at Carolina. I know we have the feel-good story. The Panthers finally win a football game, a kickoff, a field goal battle in Carolina against the Houston Texans. They still really did not move the ball all that efficiently on a down-to-down, drive-to-drive basis. A couple splash plays, a couple really nice throws from Bryce Young, which is always great to see. But that it wasn't exactly the most encouraging win in the world to come off a bye and, and kick a game-winning field goal to win, what, 15-12, whatever it was, 13-12. Uh, so, yeah, look, Shane Steichen is, like, if he had Anthony Richardson and they were above 500, I'd probably be calling him the coach of the year. He's been exceptional with Gardner Minshew. I, I like this matchup for the Colts. Great stuff, Brad. As always, we'll talk to you again next Wednesday. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. Coming up next... We baptize Joe O into GTFO, or oh yeah, (laughs) what is that? I'll explain. It's next on BetQL Daily.
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.